1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDSE. It, it this is the final word with Adam Collins, and this is not story time. Usually, around this time of the weekend, you'd see an episode drop into the feed with Jeff and me going through Nerd Pledge numbers as part of story time. Unfortunately, that's not been possible this weekend. Logistics have uh, caught up with us. In my case, I'm still uh, furiously busy here in Dubai with the Fairbreak Invitational. And for Jeff, he's got a family wedding this weekend. We tried our best to get it off the ground. We've done all the research, but the window that we had to record, unfortunately, never quite came to pass. So there'll be a bumper edition of Storytime next week. I thought instead, though, just to give you something to listen to in the feed, I drop in an interview that I did this morning with a really interesting person that's here at the Fairbreak Invitational. Did She's an Associate Professor at the University of Wollongong and the Director of Breast Research Australia. She's been here with a physiotherapist from Cricket Australia undertaking a big research project with the 90 cricketers who are here in Dubai across this fortnight which relates to the prevalence and severity of breast pain injuries, uh, breast support and protection, and other breast-related issues on athletic performance. It's something I'd never even thought about before, and I suppose that's quite logical, being a bloke. It's just not something that would ever come to mind as being either prohibitive to performance or something that could cause longer-term issues. And Deidre's been doing this important work over here and having a chat with her the other day, I thought she'd be a great guest. So I spent some time with her this morning, and it was most worthwhile. final word with Adam Collins. I'm still in Dubai at the Fairbreak Invitational and with me to have a quick chat on this unusual Storytime Edition is Associate Professor Deidre McGee, that's a bit of a mouthful to get out in one go, who is a sports physiotherapist, uh, a fellow in Sports Medicine Australia and has been here for the last two weeks involved in a really interesting project which I thought was worth bringing to the attention of our listeners more broadly. Uh, First of all Deidre, thanks for making time to chat. What have you been doing in Dubai over the last two weeks with the Fairbreak Invitational? Well
0: I've been running an education and research project looking at the breast-related issues of female cricket players. So we've looked at what sports bras they wear, so what breast support they have, and looked at what breast protection they have and we've shown them, or we've changed both their breast support and shown them different types of breast protection and seeing what effect that's had on the players.
1: So just let's go back a bit here. How did it come to pass that you realised there might be a problem here? I mean, you you do your work at the University of Wollongong. So is there a natural link to cricket here or or is it sort of a theory that you're following up? Or What's the the backstory?
0: Well, cricket involves running and it involves forceful movements of the arms. And those two aspects of the sport mean that any female that's playing that sport needs a high level of breast support because the breasts move relative to the trunk when you run, so that's a lot of breast movement. If you run for an hour, say, your breasts will bounce 10,000 times. There's a lot of running in cricket, so therefore they need high breast support. And then bowling, batting, fielding, it's all forceful movements of your arms, and that will cause breast movement as well. So we know cricket players need a high level of breast support, but no-one has ever looked at what they wear, ever, in the world.
1: So, So you think that players who have arrived at this competition, for example, and I know you've been talking to a lot of them over the last couple of weeks, have shown up here with bras that just aren't fit for purpose.
0: The vast majority are wearing bras that aren't supportive enough relative to their breast size and their sport and their age, and the vast majority are wearing bras that don't fit them correctly.
1: Why do you think that is? Like, I mean, you say no one's studied this before, but why do you think there's a disconnect between what's required and what's happening at the moment, given that we're talking about elite athletes who, many of whom are nationally contracted and have great access to support within their cricket boards and and all the rest of it. Why has this been a bit of a black spot?
0: I think they've never thought that it was important. Women don't know what they could have in a high level of breast support. So the athletes have come in saying, I don't have any discomfort. I don't need to worry about my breast support. But I put them in a high level of breast support and they all go, oh, wow, this is so much more comfortable to run in and the other really important thing we've seen is that their shoulders move back so they all have better posture when I lift their breasts up and considering in Australia one of the highest incidence of injuries we have in our female cricket players is shoulder injuries Mm. the position of your shoulder being in a more anatomically sound position decreases your risk of any over your shoulder injury so it's a no-brainer that if you're a cricket player and you're a woman, then you need to be concerned about or you need to consider what breast support you're wearing while you're playing.
1: That's a fascinating link. I remember talking to Dr. John Orchard about this a number of years ago about the volume of shoulder injuries in women's cricketers. And I think, I don't remember where he landed on that, but there was a, the suggestion there was going to be a, a lot of research done into it. Uh, there, there's clearly an intersection here with breast support and shoulder injuries. Has anyone made that link before or is no, this new work?
0: For this is you? new work. And it, you'd only put it together. If you were an anatomist, and you were a physio, Mm. and you were a breast expert, and I happen to be all three. Right. (laughs) right? So I've dissected female breasts, and where they attach to the chest wall is on the fascia of two major muscles that control the shoulder. One of them, serratus anterior, and the other one's pec major. Okay. So what happens is I've lifted the breasts up, I've taken the tension off the fascia of those muscles, and their shoulders go into a much more anatomically sound position or biomechanically sound position than to move. So I think what we're looking at is long-term, like a long-term consequence of putting the shoulder in a better position to decrease the risk of overuse injuries to the shoulder in women's cricket
1: players. So there's the shoulder component. There's obviously the the damage to breasts, I assume, again. Can you explain to our listeners, probably to our blokes more than our women, really, um, what sort of damage from the amount of volatility there is in cricket? I suppose also getting whacked in the breast by a ball. We we don't really think about that, do we, as, as often as we might?
0: Yeah, I think that... So there's two things. I think definitely in terms of running, rather than saying, oh, you're damaging your breast you're putting your breast... You're decreasing the strain on your breast tissue. So the breasts bounce a lot when you run. So if you run an hour, we're talking 10,000 bounces, and this yep. is what they were all, you know, all they're laughing about, the girls are going, oh, I need to support my breast because my breasts are bouncing so much. So that became a, a, a thing that the athletes really held on to. Right. So if, rather than saying that you're damaging your breast tissue, it's not good for your breast tissue. So it's a, a long-term effect in terms of breast support but I think what's different is performance in terms of running if your breasts are lifted and they're not moving as much you're much more comfortable to run and if we talk about one percent as of saying improving someone's running speed putting them in a high level of breast support so their breasts are more comfortable can really help with that performance on the other side when we talk about breast injuries definitely Girls are being hit in the breast with a cricket ball. And the breast actually goes a lot higher than people think. It's really up between, you know, I don't know how to say this, you know, simply to people, but it's a lot higher than you, you would think because okay. it's between the two heads of your peck. Right. So it's, you know, nearly up to your clavicle and okay. up to your collarbone. So they're getting hit in this region. And and I think the risks in terms of them getting hit, it's mainly during batting and wicket keeping were the two areas that they were talking about when their breasts get hit. And they don't report it they don't talk about it so with a muscle contusion so they get hit in the thighs they get like they get hit everywhere with the ball but i think the problem with the breast is it's really soft and it's quite vascular has a good blood supply and you've got no form of stiffening your tissue to try and change that impact so if you get hit on a muscle you'll report it because and we'll treat it as a muscle contusion but you get hit in the breast you can't stiffen a muscle anywhere to protect it or to guard it
1: and there might be like a cultural privacy element they, to this don't,
0: they don't they don't no, they all say none <laughs> of them reported it no one followed up to make sure that there wasn't a lump that stayed down the yeah. track long term and we know with seatbelt injuries that you can get necrosis or you can get death of the fatty tissue in your breast from uh, a, a bad contusion a bad bruise to your breast And then that can be misinterpreted as, or any lump can be misinterpreted as breast cancer. So there's no link to saying, if I get hit in my breast, I'll get breast cancer. But we've only just identified that breast injuries are occurring across all sports. So it would be interesting to see the longitudinal effect. But we've definitely had, not in cricket, but in other sports, women having their implants burst, And then we've got another issue in terms of breastfeeding women who are returning to sport because their glands are so close to the skin so we can cause scarring or inflammation around a duct that needs to deliver milk.
1: I was going to ask about that because there are four mothers playing in this competition. Have you had a chance to speak to them about their relationship with being hit and other components that are perhaps more complex because they're breastfeeding at the moment?
0: Yeah, not for this competition but in other competitions definitely and it is something I'm part of a group based at the AIS called the Female Performance and Health Initiative and we are definitely looking at issues peculiar to women who are returning to sport breastfeeding because it's across multiple sports and I think in those women we do need to be more wary about an injury to the breast but we haven't come up with a good strategy to protect the breast we know they occur and we know something needs to be done and we know the high risk areas now the high risk activities of when they're more likely to be injured so we've definitely got athletes that are saying look I've been playing for 15 years and I've never had a breast injury so I wouldn't consider wearing any form of breast protective equipment and then we've got those same athletes going however if you know they're rattling off the instances of when they think Other women should wear breast protective equipment.
1: Well, maybe they wouldn't know. I mean, uh, with respect to the the volatility we spoke about before. So it feels like there's two distinct issues to address here. One is the protection and two is the support. I mean, is the products that you've been developing and research capable of maybe hitting two birds with one stone or or like that is to say it could be a a supportive bra that does the job for the posture and and uh, and the support but also could have some degree of padding included or is or is this too far-fetched
0: no i think i'd separate them i don't think i'd put them together because you wouldn't need to wear the protection all the time so definitely people are saying when they're bowling or when they're fielding they wouldn't wear breast protection so i don't think i'd make it Stuck to the bra. So
1: it'd be like a batting thing, right? So yeah. like you wouldn't batting wear a thigh pad. Keeping. Yeah, that, that's quite logical, right? You wouldn't wear a thigh pad when, when well you don't when when fielding, you wear one with, when you're batting. You don't wear wicket keeping pads at at mid-wicket you wear them when you're in close or 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 keeping wicket. so it'd be the sort of protection that you would put on as and when
0: exactly so i i think i'd separate the two things there's good bras on the market now and we are not aligned to any bra company Uh we are offering education of saying this is the type of characteristic you should look for in a supportive bra so this competition had bras donated to them so bra companies donated their bras to Fairbreak, oh, all right, And we used the products that Fairbreak had because we're a completely independent body and we're just offering women education. But when we put them in the higher breast support that the bras that were donated to Fairbreak, you know, gave, there were some good bras that they gave, that the women could not believe the difference that everyone had a wow factor. And I think that's what's really important for women to know. There are good bras on the market right now that you can get yourself in a high level of breast support and all you need to do is know what to look for. And that's the problem. None of them knew what to look for and that's what we've been teaching them. These are the characteristics you look for in a high support bra and this is how you know it fits.
1: Did you detect any difference between players who've arrived at this competition from... Again, I, I draw that divide between big countries in cricket terms who pay their players quite a lot of money already who, who are full professionals and those who are here as amateurs who are getting a chance as an associate nation player from a developing part of the world, or, or is it just across the board there's the what you've been detecting with respect to a lack of support?
0: So across the board, everyone had poor fit, across the board. OK. But definitely the bras that we saw in in some of the countries that have come from more disadvantaged areas. There were women who only had a hand-me-down bra ever given to them. They said, you know, the women who said about 30% of their team at home don't have a bra, which is really, really disadvantaging, those women. Or they were wearing a fashion bra, so they weren't wearing a sports bra. Whereas all of the more, you know, first world countries are all wearing a sports bra. They're just wearing bras that aren't supportive enough because they don't know what to look for or they didn't fit.
1: So is there a way here for you to be sort of a facilitator for teams around the world where women aren't wearing bras at the moment?
0: In two ways, we're facilitating those women. The first way is we are having an education leader. So athletes that have come here are so impressed about what we've done. We're mentoring them and giving them resources to take back to their countries. Right. So they're educating women in their countries about breast support, bra fit. And then we're linking those women up with a group called the Sports Bar Project, who we're also associated with at Breast Research Australia, who is an organisation where women buy bras for other women. So you buy yourself a new bra and you buy a bra for another woman around the world who can't buy one for herself. And this, the Sports Bar Project, this non-profit organisation, enables these bras to be sent to women across the world. So this fair break has enabled us to not only spread education about breast support and bra fit to women all over the world, but it's also enabled these women to access breast support that they wouldn't be able to access.
1: Yeah, right. It's really impressive and I guess uh, reflective of the, the broader footprint that Fairbreak's leaving while we're here in Dubai and, and beyond. Deidre McGee, thank you for coming and having a chat around this interesting area of work and very best of luck with it and, and we'll stay in touch and uh, yeah, hopefully it can have long-lasting effects. Thank you. Thanks again to Associate Professor Deidre McGee for joining me. If you want to learn more about Breast Research Australia, uh, I've dropped a link into the show notes about their important work there at the University of Wollongong. And that's where we'll leave it today on the final word. If you haven't as yet listened to our weekly show, uh, there was a lot of feedback after our conversation about Joe Clark on Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Uh, Yeah, please do go back and and listen to that. I think it's a, a worthwhile chat and it's been well received. So I appreciate all the comments and replies we've had uh, after that dropped out on Wednesday. We'll be back in the usual way next week and into that rhythm that you're familiar with. The weekly show should come out on Wednesday and the weekend show, Storytime, on Saturday. That'll be the case for the next fortnight, I think. Then we'll be into daily shows for the England-New Zealand Test Series, which starts on the 2nd of June. Then we'll be off to Sri Lanka doing daily shows there, and and so it goes. Getting quicker and quicker as we work through 2022. To everybody who supports the show through Patreon, uh, we really appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash the final word. If you want to get involved there and drop in a nerd pledge, Uh, as I said in the introduction, we're going to have a a bumper story time next week as we uh, get through more and more numbers and move quicker and quicker. It's a lovely part of what we do and, and the conversation in Discord, which I haven't been part of for the last two weeks whilst in the UAE because Discord's not permitted over here, but I look forward to uh, getting stuck in there once back in London on Monday. Okay, thanks to our team in Melbourne, Bad Producer Productions, not least Dave Collins, who edits us day in, day out. We'll talk to you all again soon. Have a nice weekend. You know I, yeah. I had to go about it.